Welcome to the Habit of Happiness podcast. My name is Indy and I'm here with Trent. Uh, this past week we were in South Carolina with some friends just enjoying the sun, just hanging out. Uh, we were very lucky to have that opportunity and take some time away. Um, but thank you for listening today. Uh, we're going to be talking about extreme ownership, uh, what those look like in our lives, and we really hope that you guys enjoy the episode. How is it going, everybody? Today we're going to be talking about extreme ownership and what that has looked like in our lives, but also um, mainly Trent, because he seems more of an expert on this uh, than I feel myself uh, to be. But we're going to go ahead and get into it like we usually do. So my first question for Trent is just, um, in your eyes, what does extreme ownership mean to you or just like a quick definition of that? Yeah, so the first time I heard about extreme ownership, I was told to read a book by Jocko Wilnick, I think is how you say his name, uh, called Extreme Ownership. He was a Navy SEAL, um, just a great leader. And so I read that book, and I was pretty skeptical, honestly. I didn't really know what it meant or just how that really applied to my life. But the way I see it now is just taking responsibility for the actions that happen around me. That's uh, like straightforward what I see extreme ownership as being so would you say it's almost like just the idea of like owning up to like your actions or is it is it owning up to your actions or is it like owning up to like the result of like those actions or like whatever I guess if that makes sense yeah so the best way I related with it um so he's he's always been a leader like no matter what he's just been a leader whether it's um, with the company he runs now, whether it was while he was um, serving, um, he was just always leading. And so the way that he kind of explained it to through the book uh, was just the fact that you have to take charge um, to whatever actions happen prior to results, and you also have to take charge of the, what the result was. So oftentimes he talked about he would have an action plan um, obviously, they would follow through with that action plan. Then whether it went good or bad, um, they would analyze and see, okay, what can we do? Then he'd say, okay, what can I do as the overall leader of this group so that we can improve and perform the best? Yeah, I think um, I think that's good. I think a lot of us, or at least myself, like when you talk about that, I can definitely relate that to like maybe like a school setting, um, just like with goals of like grades or projects um maybe like interviewing with certain companies or whatever um what i want and you know whatever happens of that ultimately is going to come down to like the work that i put in um i think also like we can see that with sports like both of us playing sports growing up um some of us a little more than others <laughs> but <laughs> you wasn't maybe as good but um i can definitely see now and like like with our working out stuff even like when we put um like an intention like owned up to that stuff, like you see different results. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely can see the importance of that. Um, what would you say is like a good real life example if you could walk us through um, or like the listeners through like kind of when you realized you need to own up to something, um, what you did to actually own up to it? Like was it just like a mental conversation? Um, and like what was the outcome of that? Yeah, I think the easiest thing kind of for us in the recent history for us is just how we were um, working really hard to like get in shape for spring break. Um, so that's probably my most recent example where, man, my diet prior to that, it wasn't bad. Like it's not like I was eating like crap food all the time, but it wasn't like to the point to where I knew I needed it to be, to be like 
to get the actual goals that I wanted to do. Um, so that was a situation where it was like, I, I just had these like mental blockades of, you know, I grew up eating this food. Like I've always been like healthy in shape. Like I, I should still be able to do that. And then I had to take like the ownership. Like that was always an excuse. I tell myself like, Oh, you've always grown up like that. But now it's like, no, you need to take ownership of your actions so that you can reach the actual goals. Even if it's not what you like, like, um, Jacko, he talks about how he wakes up at like four something in the morning and he says like, since he's been doing it for the last 20 something years, he said no morning even to this day is easy or enjoyable, but he knows why he does it so that he can achieve his goal still. Mm. Um, so when did you like realize that you wanted to like take ownership of it? Was, was it just like when you kind of sat down and said like, I want to be in shape for spring break? Um, I guess I just kind of answered the question. Um, so then, (laughs) man, I'm on it today. And then I think after that, like, what did like the process of that look like? Did you have to like keep yourself accountable throughout? Um, or was it just like you decided like once that you were just like going to be strict with yourself or like, what did like during look like? And then after that, what was like the outcome? I think this is just why it goes in well with self-discipline is because for me, like that transition was not easy just for me to say, okay, I'm going to eat healthy now and I'm going to take complete ownership of any excuses I've made in the past or whatever. Like that was not easy for me. I still made excuses to why I could go like eat ice cream or have like a whole pizza from Kroger to myself. Like I still, I still made excuses to why I wanted to do that stuff, but I wasn't taking like true ownership of like what I really wanted and what my goals were going to be and what my current actions were. Um, so honestly, one day when this is when it really hit me, I was like, dang, I need to actually take ownership of this and just be like, if you want to reach your goals, you have to do it. And there was like one day where I just didn't eat for like an entire day. I was like, my mindset was just so like, futile for what my goals were and I wasn't taking like the true ownership or extreme ownership of it and I was like you know what like I just I need to reset my mind so I did that and then afterwards it was pretty like smooth sailing honestly I I don't know if everyone just has something where it clicks for them and they're just like you gotta you get you can do this you just gotta take ownership of it I don't know if that's how everyone is um, but that's what I did. I don't, you know, I don't know the science behind like fasting or anything. So I don't like, I'm not like necessarily condoning that. Um, but afterwards, like, it's just so much easier for me to see that I was able to act on things. I was able to like decline certain things just so that I could reach my goal and take ownership of it. Yeah. I think one of the cool things about, um, ownership is you kind of see in what areas like you truly have control and what areas you don't. And, a lot of that with me, it, I was thinking back, the first episode we recorded was the same night that we sat down and made the diet and the workout routine for um, like spring break stuff. Mm-hmm. And I remember that conversation we were having, I was like, this is going to be impossible. <laughs> and I realized that at the time, I thought I had a good amount of control over like what I was eating. But when I started doing the diet, it was like, I don't, like I fall into um, just like eating what's ever in front of me or like um, whatever, you know, like all the time. And I think the part of extreme ownership, one of the biggest things that I've learned from trying to like be better at it is just like, 
it, it truly does help you like regulate kind of like what you have control over making sure that you're controlling these things or like you are conscious of like whether or not like that stuff controls you right because the worst thing you can do is like let like whether it's like food or if you're someone that's like struggling with like not struggling but like dealing with something else like making sure like that stuff doesn't control you um i don't know and i think um yeah i guess what do you have to say after that yeah and i think one thing that i've learned also from reading that book and just hearing his examples that he had was that sometimes like you don't want to take that ownership, especially when someone else commits that action. Um, do you have any thoughts on like what that initially makes you feel? So like a team setting, someone else messes up, but you know, you are the person to be like, this is on me. What do you mean? Like, like it's your fault or not, not necessarily your fault, but say, say you're a leader of a team and your team, you know, didn't perform well or something happened, but that ultimately, you know, that's not you who didn't perform well. It's your team, but you're it still falls on you. Yeah. Um, I think it is difficult. Um, and it's something that I haven't like had a ton of experience with, so I can't like truly say, um, I think what I'd actually do maybe in like some school settings, like things have gone to the wayside that I was like the leader of, but it's never been like that big of a deal. Uh, I think all, Although I think I would be pretty not like quick to swallow my pride, but like I'm already like someone that when I'm on a like I I try to be like a a good leader in the sense that I don't like make too much of a barrier between like the people on the team and myself. Um, and I would just hope that I could like I can see myself being able to like swallow my pride and just be like like own up to it, you know. Um, but then again, like I said, I haven't been there yet <laughs> in like too big of a deal. So I can't um, speak too much to that. But that's a that's a good question. Yeah. I feel like that's just something that comes with like practice of doing it or like like how else are you going to know <laughs> to do that um, or like the um, like practicing it or negative consequences of like not doing it. So that leads me to like my next question. Um, how do you like if we're calling this like a good habit, right? How do you like build it or like what, um, how do you like work on it? And like, how can you stay conscious of doing that? Yeah. So I, when I think of extreme ownership, um, it has many reaches and I think the opposite of ownership is like excuses. So I would say my best way that I've noticed it is if I'm like, Oh, I can't do that because, like if I'm like ever like telling myself something like that, um, usually it's because I'm like, oh, I can't do that because they haven't finished their part or I can't do this because I'm like not physically gifted to do that or something like that. You know, it, it could literally be whatever situation. And I think that's how you become conscious of it. And then I think how you make a habit of it is just going out of your way to just break that conscious. Like even, even if it's like hard or weird, I think once you start recognizing how many excuses you kind of make, then you're like, oh, let me just try it. And if you go through it, you finish it, you're like, wow, that excuse was pointless because I, I just worked through it then. It's crazy how much I still make excuses. And that's oh, something right. that I realized the other yeah. day. Like, I am awful at, like, I have been trying to get into, like, playing guitar, you know, like, teaching myself how to do that. But, like, I... I've tried so many times. Like you even tried, like that, yeah. I tried too. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, 
there's so many excuses to make from like my hands hurt to like I don't have time to do this to like I'm just like not musically talented or whatever and whether it's that or even like working out sometimes like Mm -hmm. oh like I'm I'm tired of it or like I worked out yesterday or I I've been eating right so this and it's like man I still make excuses all the time Mm -hmm. and that is something that I want to take away from from talking about this um, and like working on extreme ownership is how can I be more conscious of like when I'm making excuses, you know, and how can I, because that's the only way you're going to limit it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, at least in my eyes, the only way that you're going to stop making excuses is if you know you're doing it and then like catching yourself and being like, Oh, I just made an excuse. Well, now I have to do it. Mm-hmm. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? If you were to make, if you were to catch yourself in an excuse, mm-hmm. like that means like you have to just go ahead and do it and like not like, what are your, what are your <laughs> thoughts on that? Cause you're nodding your head, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, when I think it's hard, like it's, it's super hard. Like I oftentimes for me, and I think this is probably generally just how humans are. We're like, Oh, we can't do this because of time. Like time is our huge constraint. And I think we use it oftentimes as an excuse. It's like, Oh, I can't do that tomorrow because I have X, Y, and Z going on and I can't work out because I'm busy all day. But it's like, what if you woke up an hour and a half earlier um, you did your due diligence the night before and got more sleep and woke up and got that done, you know? Um, but yeah, I guess my thoughts on that are just, if I'm catching myself making excuses, um, as weird as it might sound, like if I can't get up on my own and just be like, okay, let's go do this. Sometimes I'll, um, watch like a motivational video or something mm-hmm. like something to where it like kind of like sparks my mind a little bit to where it's like, no, you actually can do this right now. Um, and like YouTube has a ton of them. Like I, I like watching The Rock. Um, Mark Wahlberg has some cool stuff. Um, David Groggins. I don't know if it's Dave or David Groggins. He has some really Goggins? cool. Is, is it Goggins or Groggins? Is that the black dude, the runner? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, he's crazy, first of all. Yeah, he, awesome. He's crazy. He's a lot like Jocko, I would say. Um, but yeah, just like watching videos like that, sometimes, even if it's just like a 30 second, um, sometimes that just like puts me on the opposite side of taking ownership and be like, no, no more excuses right now. Like, let's do it. So in my eyes, this is where like all of what Trent and I talk about, like ties together. And one of the first things like in our first episode, we, we talk about um, is like we do journaling and like with our goal setting, that's like a huge part. And one of the things that I was the biggest motivation for me when we were doing the weight loss stuff and like the dieting and, and working out for spring break was I would look back to my journal and like when I first sat down like I wrote like two pages as to like why I like actually like, wanted to do this mm-hmm. and like if there's ever a time or like a day where I was like in a slump like man like I just cannot fathom going to the gym right now or like I really want to eat this or that like I would read that page in the journal then I'd be like screw that like I'm gonna go to the gym right. like I'm gonna and it would just builds this because it's you you know like mm-hmm. it's that when you sit down and like look, truly like take an introspective look and find that fire inside of you that's like man like i want to do this like everything else that's on top of that like it's just excuses and it's like you're you're trying to compensate for something like i don't know so when you go back to that root of like man like this is why i want to do it you're like like man i don't need this donut or like i don't need that like the value of truly like accomplishing this and what it means to me means so much more than like the 10 seconds of greatness I'm going to feel from eating like this one thing, you know, or if you're trying to, I don't know, like quit something, like get a good grade in something like, and what does a grade mean? It means like 
you're going to be able to like accomplish this goal. That goal means you're going to get into this career. Like that stuff means so much more than finishing the next few episodes of like a Netflix <laughs> show, you know? Yeah. And when you put it in perspective, it's like, dang, like it'd be really sad. It'd be an awful story to tell if like, yeah, I didn't accomplish this goal because I had an extra donut. Like I valued a donut more than I valued like myself. Right. And, and my true goals and aspirations. And like, when I look back on journaling, that is like the greatest motivation for me just to be like, yeah, I'm going to go full force into this. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I totally agree. I think like taking ownership of what you do, there's a lot of underlying tones of what we talk about. Um, and I, I think it really just ties into a lot of stuff. You, you talked about, um, just our perspective that we take a couple episodes ago. Actually, I don't even know if we got that one up. Um, yeah, that's the one that had technical <laughs> difficulties. We spent yeah. like an hour talking about perspectives and yeah. it, the file got corrupt and it's a sad story, but I'm sure we'll do another one sometime. Yeah, but even then, it's like, it's so cool to really just think about taking a different perspective and just being like, you know, I got this. And it applies to so many different things, like truly, whether it's like you want to get into like some sort of grad school and you know you need such high grades you need certain test score it's like okay i can't make excuses to studying because i need these grades to get where i want to go so it's like all right i got to take ownership and you know oftentimes it's like i i just feel like we create excuses unconsciously a little bit oh absolutely yeah and what i think about when i think of that is my like social media time right away that's exactly because i mean i don't love social media but I'm like hooked to it for no reason. And that's just my excuse to not be like reading a book that I'm actually interested in or studying, doing homework, literally anything else that probably adds way more value. Um, and what do you think about just like the unconscious excuses we make? Um, I think most of the excuses are pretty, pretty like unconscious or like, I don't like remember, or I don't think about like intentionally setting excuses all the time, but it's more of like, like you said, like the social media stuff or like, I'm not going to work out. Like I'll just convince myself I'm not going to work out because, you know, like I want to spend time with my family or a friend or whatever. And it's like, I I don't even realize it's an excuse at the time. Um, I think also that those like unconscious excuses are like what you really need to focus on taking ownership of because like, I don't know. I feel like that's like, let me backtrack. Go for it. Let, let me backtrack. Go for it. I think those unconscious excuses are like the root of like any excuse, right? I mean, it just all comes from like I'm not a psychologist, but <laughs> uh, like your subconscious or whatever, like you don't even realize you're doing these. So that's why it's important. Like if you can catch yourself in one, like we're sitting here right now saying like we realize that we make these unconscious excuses about social media, for example. Like I'll take your example. So if you sit here and realize that then the next time like you catch yourself be like, okay, I'm going to put my phone down, you know? Um, so I think that those are my thoughts that you, if you can realize it, like if you can take them down like one by one, like, cause it's hard to ask yourself and it puts a pretty big burden on you to say like, Oh, I'm going to catch all the excuses I make. Cause like we're human <laughs> at the end of the day, you know? And like, I don't, maybe something you could try is like writing down some excuses you've made, which like sounds kind of weird, but also, Maybe maybe it help like if if you're really like really struggling with something maybe it would help. Um, but this brings me to my next point. Um, something that obviously people struggle a lot with is like anxiety and like already feeling feeling like they have a lot on their shoulders. And 
Um, this is all like good and fun and motivational and like that stuff like hypes you up, um, extreme ownership, but how can you do that without adding to like the weight on some of these people's shoulders? Right. And like, that's something that I've, I've wrestled with cause I've tried to been good at like be good at balancing both. Mm-hmm. I'm not always, um, but what are your thoughts on that? That's good because I know like I do with like balancing like anxieties, what I really want to do, um, pretty frequently honestly and this is why I, I wish our perspective episode could have gone out um, because it's not easy to balance stuff but I think when it comes to extreme ownership I think it has a lot of reaches but I also think it kind of does bring some clarity because it really brings to the front what is important to you and why that's important to you because I, I don't think really if you're going to have ownership of something it's pretty hard to have that without any goals or reasons why you're invested in it like i mean for me i wanted to learn guitar just for the fun of it or whatever and i didn't really have any reason i didn't have any goals and i made plenty of excuses not to have it um so i guess i don't know if that truly answers your question but i kind of think of that as just like goals and why we have it then that really i just think it's I found clarity in it because it shows me what is important in my life and why I want to do that stuff. Uh, yeah, I think, like you said, the reasoning behind a lot of that stuff is huge. Uh, and I think something that I've tried to be better about as well is like, what can you take off your shoulders from a face standpoint? And like in our lives, like that's something that we deal with on a daily basis is like, what anxieties like can we give to the faith and like to that? Um, so I think balancing, doing that to help balance helps me. Um, but also, I think you hit it right. Like you hit the head on the nail for sure with the knowing why and like having intentions behind it. And that's why like we're so serious when we say we're not experts, right? Like we don't know what's going to work for everybody. But for for us and our friends and people we know and like what I've experienced, like having a true intention, desire to do these things um, really does like it changes changes everything. Like you can't try to like own up to your stuff and without a reason of doing it. You know, you can't try and be self disciplined without a reason and like without an intention behind it. Like what are you trying to get out of it or what is the purpose of it, right? And like it all ties back to being and like living this intentional life and, and doing things that are sound habits like to further your happiness, right? And I think the more the more you think about it in that perspective, the like <clears throat> lighter I guess like the burden is on your shoulders but I don't know yeah and I, I think it's important because most of our listeners are younger around our age or whether they're older um, and adults I don't think there's ever a time that it's like oh I missed this or it's too late I, I don't think there's ever a time um, and the book that I read by Jocko Willink Wilnick I don't know how to say his name um, it's called just extreme ownership and it's really cool. There's a lot of different steps in it. I know I don't follow those steps specifically, but I know that I have the overall idea in my mind and the different ideas of why. And there's a lot of great stories to hear, um, just what, why it's so heartfelt for him. And I just want to challenge you guys to figure out why certain things are heartfelt for you. Why are you passionate about these things? Um, and I think that's where a lot of your ownership and lack of excuses and the afterthought will come from then.
Thank you guys for listening to our episode today about extreme ownership. Again, the title of Jocko's book is called Extreme Ownership, and we hope you guys enjoyed and really took something away um, with the differences between ownership and excuses.